Somebody say praise the Lord. Man, amen, amen. It is a blessing to see you in the house today. Now, uh, we miss Pastor Marcel and Doris. They are on their way home, uh, driving from Virginia. And so it'll take them uh, two days to get home. But we, uh, they've had a wonderful time. And uh, hopefully he got rested up. Because he's going to have to work hard. Pastor Marcelo and Pastor Leah are going to have to do their job and my job for uh, the next little bit. But uh, it's going to be well. So uh, my surgery is scheduled for August the 4th. And um, so I'm going to be down for a little while, a couple of weeks, and then I'll be back. And uh, then I'll just be in a cast for about 10 weeks. So I can preach in a cast. I might have to sit down a little while. I can preach sitting down. I might not be jumping as high or running as fast, but I, I'm going to have my, my Bible and my notebook right beside my chair and just praying that during this time the Lord just speaks fresh word to me, fresh life, fresh revelation. And uh, amen. I just, def- I just want it to be revelation, not hallucination. <laughs> so that's why I might not preach for a couple of weeks. And, uh, but anyway, we're going to have some wonderful, wonderful speakers. Brother Woody Robinson will be with us next month. Brother uh, Philip Baker will be here. And Brother Leo Price uh, will be speaking. So we're going, to have some, we're going to have some amazing word. But if you love your pastor. Okay, well, I, I said if. And everybody's looked at me like, well, maybe we do, maybe we don't. I, I, I will tell, the Bible says, by this shall you know that you love one another. And so if you love me, you'll be here. Don't say, well, pastor's on vacation for a you know, week or two sitting in his chair. I think I'll sit in mine. Listen, we need you here. It's not the same without you. I'll be watching for just a week or two. And then as soon as I get uh, my cast on, then I'll be here. I might have to prop it up on a yellow bucket or something. But uh, I'll get me another chair and turn it around. We'll prop up. I'll be here just as soon as I can. And uh, then it all, all will be well. It'll be good. So you be here and the Lord I know will uh, bless you. Can I get a big amen? amen? All right. If you say amen loud, I'll preach short. If you say amen soft, I'm going to preach long. <laughs> I bet y'all are never, ever going to guess what I'm going to preach about today. I'm going to talk about Jesus, yeah. What's happening right now that I love? Oh, I love the Olympics. And the Apostle Paul liked the Olympics. He, the games were already going on. And uh, listen, they, 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 it, that was back then when they... Gave the little braided, uh, I can't remember, I, can't, I had it all, I remembered all one year, uh, how they made it out of these specific uh, leaves and vines. And man, they, it, was, it was a thing to get the, that, that headdress and uh, it was an amazing thing. And so the game's been going on a long time. But there's just so much about the Olympics that I love. I love the stories, I, I love the perseverance, uh, I, I see the agony and, and it breaks my heart when, when our athletes... Uh, don't reach their their goals and their potential, and and, and they don't make it. But I love their spirit uh, that they don't give up. 
They don't quit and say, I've done. No, 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 no. They, they say, I'm going to train hard. I'm going to train harder and I'll be back in four years. And we're going for it again. Today I want to talk to you about going for gold. There's not one Olympian, there's not one athlete that goes into a tournament, that goes into a game, that goes into anything and says, you know what, it is my goal to be last. Nobody goes looking for bronze or silver. Many get it. And they're happy. They're excited. But everyone there has a specific purpose and a destination. And that is to be on the podium. But not just any podium. And not just any place. Talita, can we we just show that? Can we see that podium there? Where where, Where does every athlete want to stand? In the middle, on the highest platform, with the gold around their neck, hearing their national anthem. I love it when red, white, and blue is on that middle stage. When they begin to sing the, 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 the national anthem. Amen. And people stand and put their hand over their heart and show honor and respect to our country. Amen. And we see the, the sacrifice and the hardship and the dedication. Amen. It, it just makes you proud. Maybe I, I'm, I, I'm a patriot American. I'm proud to be American. I love our athletes that go and represent our country. Every country there has sent their... We, I, I love watching. I know none of y'all did this. But I set my alarm. My alarm went off on Friday morning. And my wife said, Why is your alarm going off? 5.55. Why is your alarm going off? And I rolled over and hit the remote. And I said, Because the opening ceremony is coming on. Now, had I known they were going to play it again at 7 p.m., I might have not got... But I wanted to see it. I wanted to see all of those nations, over 200, walk in. And and I love watching how many people are in that country and how many athletes. Some of those countries, there's a few thousand, few million, and they'll have one athlete out of the entire country. Two athletes. And then we get to the U.S. Over 600. We have received more medals than any other country. We have got some of the most talented, dedicated, hardworking uh, athletes uh, from every age group. In every sport. It is unreal the things. We added this year uh, uh, skateboarding. Uh, 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 street skating and park skating. And so we were watching and, and Amy said, it's like another language. They're, they're shredding. They're, they're this, they're that. They're, and you're like, I don't even understand that. What are they talking about? Because that's, we, we're not, you know, but if you're all the skaters, they know every term, they know the tricks, they know everything. And we watch, you know, and it's amazing. The dedication, the hardship. I watch till late at night. Until my eyes won't stay open. And this morning, 4.15. It was back on. Not on purpose. Some, something or somebody knocked. At 4.15. So I got up, looked out all the doors, looked out all the windows. There was nobody there. 
I guess the Lord woke me up to watch the Olympics. I don't know. If <laughs> he said, what are you doing? I'm going to see what's going on. See, we're 16 hours difference from Tokyo to here. So when we're sleeping, they're, they're over there playing. And uh, it's on all during the night. And they show it at prime time at 7 o'clock on, in our time. But So I started watching. I'd watch with two eyes a while, one eye a while, no eyes a while. And I watched this morning the, 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 the swimming, the, the different heats. And I saw there was three different heats that I watched. And in the first heat, one girl set the Olympic record. And in the second heat, one of our girls beat her record and set a new Olympic record. And in the third heat, an Australian beat her record to set a new Olympic record. And they're saying when they put those three girls together in the finals, that they'll probably break the world record. Because when you put people together... Now, this is what I want to talk about in just a moment when we get into this. Who are you hanging with? Who are you working with? Because if you're playing with slow people, you're going to be slow. If you're hanging around dumb people, you're going to... I want to hang out with people smarter than me, better than me, stronger than me, with more money than me. It motivates me to be better. It pushes me to my full potential. And I'm telling you, I'm not going for bronze. I'm going for gold. I want to stand not on that podium, but we're going to stand on a greater podium. Every man and woman is going to stand before God. And receive, the Bible says. Yeah. Some people say, whoa. And other people are going, oh no, I don't want to stand before God. That's a scary thought for some people. But listen to me. The great white throne judgment that when the people stand before God that do not know Him, they're going to hear, depart from me, I never knew you. But for the believer, for the child of God, for the Christian, we've been saved, forgiven. Our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We are not judged according to our sins. Our sins are forgiven. We're going to be judged according to our works and receive our rewards. And there's going to be all kinds. There's going to be jewels and crowns, there's going to be robes, there's going to be all kind of things. Whatever you do for the Lord, God is keeping record. He is the good judge. Every, every single event has a judge. They're judging, they're looking, they're scoring. Amen. God is looking over the portals of heaven today and you just got a point for showing up. Aren't you glad? So don't be playing on your phone and lose your point. I don't know how the point system works. I just thank God that I'm not trying to get to heaven on the point system. You see, we get to heaven by His grace and by His mercy. It's not what we do, it's what He's done. But, whatever we do for the Lord, the Bible says, if you give a cup of cold water, You'll in no wise lose your reward. Well, Miss Amy gave me that much. She drank the other. So she's going to get a little bit of reward for sharing with me. (laughs) 
but she's still going to get a reward. You see, you haven't done nothing. Saw that person standing on the street corner and you gave him a dollar. Been ten years ago. You forgot about it. God wrote it down. He that giveth to the poor lendeth to the Lord. He wrote it down. You're going to get a reward for it. But what are we going for? <laughs> I'm not just trying to barely sneak in heaven. I'm not trying to barely make it. I'm trying to, I want to go for gold. I want to receive a reward. But to do that, I have got to have the same tenacity. I need to have the same drive as these athletes. And Paul described this. Alluding to the games, the Greeks, they understood this. So we're in, today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. And we're going to look at verse number 24 through number 27. And very familiar. I've preached it before. I know I preached it four years ago in the Olympic. Maybe for in the Winter Olympics. Because we, 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 we always talk about it. Because there's something so uh, inspiring. I love to watch their stories. Perseverance. Failure. Getting back up. And working hard. And obtaining. I love the spirit of not giving up. Of not quitting just because things get hard. Seeing them make mistakes and making dumb decisions and then coming back and triumphing. That's the way we our life is. Life is not easy. Life is hard. We make mistakes. We fail. We fall down. But we've got to get back up. We watch those skaters and I'm telling you, very few of them went through a, a, a whole routine without falling. But you know what? When they did, they didn't just lay there and cry and throw a tantrum. One of the guys in practice round broke two of his bones in his wrist. And he's still skating with his hand up like this. And when he failed, he would just make sure he held that up. He could have went home. He could have sat on the sideline. But I'm telling you, when you've worked too hard, aiming to get to somewhere, you don't quit just because of a little broken bone. But there's people didn't come to church this morning because they had a hangnail. Because they got up and their hair didn't do just right. Because they looked through all their closet and didn't have nothing to wear. They'll have something to wear to work tomorrow. But the, we, there's, we, can use, we use every kind of excuse in the world when it comes to the things of God. But I'm telling you, I want the same tenacity that these athletes strive for. Let's talk about it a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all. Now, track and field will be next week or the week after the last, that, that, at the end. And I love track and field. Man, I, I love seeing them break world records. I see them, I mean, just running faster. And, and you know what? Every bit of it. I sit on my couch or in bed, I look and I go, I, I, I could do that. And then you realize, because, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like race cars. They don't look like they're going that fast. And then John took me to the races and you can't even watch the race straight ahead. You either have to watch it coming or watch it going. Because in front of you is nothing but a blur. It's just gone. It's way faster. It's way harder 
We can, you know, it's amazing how we cheer, we gripe at people. They made a mistake and do that. But when we realize, I can't do none of that. I mean, I got winded this morning just tying my shoes. (laughs) Come on. But don't you know everybody in the race is all running? They're all running for the same purpose, for the same goal. But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Come on, listen, we're in this race to win it, and we are going to win it. Thank God, not only one person gets the reward in heaven. We're all going to get whatever we deserve. God's God's a good God. Well, let me take that back. (laughs) I don't want what I deserve. I want grace. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. We deserve to go to hell. But thank God for mercy. He forgives us. But then all the things we do for Him, He's going to reward us. But we're going we're gonna to run and we're going to win and we're going to obtain. But in these games, in the Olympics, everybody doesn't get the prize. Listen, th- th- this is not uh, the little pansy world we live in where everybody gets a gold medal just for showing up. You've got to do something. You've got to put in the work. You've got to win. To get the gold. So run that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. I don't even like that word. I'll tell you what it means in a minute. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we an incorruptible Oh, they're just going after a gold medal. But I'm going after something that's going to be eternal. It's going to last way much more, lay longer. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty. So I fight, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it under subjection. (laughs) I love the King James. This is the new King James. The King James says, I buffet my body. Oh, that's not what it says? Oh, I buffet. See, I've been doing that wrong. Oh, I thought it said I buffet my body. I'd like to, I like to buffet my body. What I don't like to do is bring my body under subjection and be temperate. Okay, so that's, that's buffet, not buffet. Okay, now we all know. But I keep my body under subjection, lest that by any means when I've preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Let me read this to you uh, in the New Living. You know, I preach a lot out of the New Living. I like that translation. Listen to this. Don't you realize that in every race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So to run, win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise... 
I fear that after preaching to others, I myself may be disqualified. I want to preach to you today on three words. I wrote these three words down on a little sticky note. And uh, I just, I, I told uh, Sister Griselda, I normally give her my note all written out so she can follow it. I told her today I don't have anything to give you because it's just all in my head and in my heart. I wrote these three words down, and I don't exactly know what I'm going to say about all three of them, but I promise you I could preach a long time if I wanted to. But I'm not. I'll try not to. So I wrote these three words down. Destination, discipline, and determination. It's what I see in this this passage of Scripture. So number one, let's talk about destination just for a moment. So for the athlete, for the Olympian, amen, there was a little boy, he began to talk about from an ch- early child, he began to dream about being an Olympic athlete. He had won every other kind of title, but this is his first Olympics. He said there's no other feeling like it. He had a destination in mind. You've got to start with a destination. You never... Show up to an airport, a train station, a ship, a a bus, and and go, uh, I just want to get on. Where do you want to go? Oh, wherever the boat goes. Well, no, we got to know where you want to go to get you on the right boat. See, if you don't know your destination, you're going to end up somewhere you didn't want to go. You've got to have a destination. You've got to have a prize. Paul said, we fight, we run for a prize. Now for us as Christians, what is that? Heaven. Our goal, our destination. I don't know where you want to go, but I want to go to heaven. Because I don't really like the other option. I mean, one's air-conditioned and one's heated year-round. The Bible said the flame never dies, the worm never dies. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth and wailing. It doesn't sound like a good place to go. And it was never intended for us. It was created for the devil and his fallen angels. But the devil is good at his job of lying and deceiving people. And to getting you to think that that's a better destination. Can I tell you? It's not. Heaven is our destination. It's our goal. It's what we're trying to win. We're trying to get to that top podium. Amen. My destination is heaven to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. But for an Olympic athlete, their goal, their destination is not just Tokyo. Well, I got to Tokyo. I made it. No. I I got in the race. I made it. No. I've got to win every heat. To get in the final. How many athletes lose out in the first race they go to and they never... See, all those first races, the race is not even for the gold. There's a specific race for gold. Listen, there's a specific race, church, that we're running in. Everybody's not in the race. There's a lot of people running their own race. They've got their own destination. They think of their own goals. I, I, I want to be popular. I want to be rich. I, I want to have a this and I want to have that. And I want to be here and I want to be. And I've got all these goals. But I'm telling you, you've got to have the right destination set. Amen. I mean, when you put your GPS in, if you put in the wrong destination, you're going to end up in the wrong place. 
I want to have the right destination. Their goal is to get on that podium and they want to be in the middle and they want to wear gold. Is it because that's so... I mean, gold's good. I like gold. My my wife likes it. Right now, at the prices currently where gold is, a gold medal is worth $820. That's not life-changing. But did you also know that when you win gold, that the Olympic Committee pays you $37,500? If you win silver, you win $22,500. And if you win bronze, you win $15,000. Can I just tell you, Simone Biles is supposed to make a lot of money in these Olympics. She's supposed to get a lot of gold. Just like she did in Beijing. We're going to talk about her in just a moment because it's an inspiration. But that's that's their destination. But they don't just get 37000 Here's the deal. First of all, $37,000 is not going to be change your life. That's, that, that's a year's wages for a lot of people. But also remember, remember, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So, the IRS charges them a victory tax. They're just like the devil. They, 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 the Lord giveth and the IRS taketh away. If the IRS is watching, I'm sorry, don't audit me. But they love to tax. Everybody's got to pay a tax. So they have to pay a victory tax. Did you know all those people, they go on all those game shows and they win all that money? Did you know they're taxed immediately before they walk out the door 50%? And most people that win cars don't even get to go home with them. Because they can't afford to pay the taxes on them. So it looks good on TV. But there's a catch. Always. But when they win gold for our athletes, I told Brother Dale this morning, I was looking, you know, China, right now, China's up. We've won 10 medals so far. China is number one. I think we're third or fourth. But, but, you know, uh, it's different motivation. The United States, we're there. Uh, We want to win gold so we can have the honor, come home, get on a cereal box, be on all of the talk shows, make a ton of money, making commercials. They want to win so when they get home, they don't get shot. Pretty much how it works. In those other countries, they're not free like we are. Most of those kids in those countries, those communist countries, those kids are picked out from their parents when they're little and told. When they find out they have any ability, this is what you are, this is what you're going to be. They don't have the choices we have today. We're blessed in this country to have freedom. But their their, their goal is to stand on that podium to get that gold. And you ever notice? If you haven't noticed, notice. Every single one of them is going to bite it. Why? That's how they test gold. You can buy it. Listen, it's not chocolate. And they want to make sure it's not chocolate covered. And they want to make sure they didn't get a plastic one. They all buy it. That's how you used to test gold. You give it. So they all do that. 
They all get the picture with them biting on it. It's just Listen, we're getting the real deal. We're not going to get to heaven and God say, well, you know, here's your plastic reward. I'm not going to be walking around with a plastic crown. But you know what? If I make it to heaven, I'll be happy with a plastic crown. I just want to get there. But there's nothing fake in heaven. Listen, the things that we go for, they're going for the gold here and sacrifice their whole life. And when we get to heaven, that's what the streets are paved with. It's nothing to God. We're going to walk. What the world deems the most important, we're going to walk on. Our destination. Amen. It's so important. And heaven for us is priceless. There's no price. I tell you that the price was God's son. His life. He shed his blood that you would have eternal life. And that he would give it to you freely. It's priceless. What's your destination today? Number two, there has to be discipline. Listen to that scripture in the New Living. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. Now, how do they discipline their body? Number one, what they put in it. They eat right. They exercise. They train for their specific event. They get plenty rest. They drink lots of water. They do everything. They have trainers. They have doctors. They have everything. And they get on this regimen. They discipline their body. Not one morning do they get up and go, You know what? I don't think I'm going to exercise today. I don't think I'm going to work today. I think I'm just going to sit at home and eat pizza all day. Now that's what they say the girls do right after a beauty pageant. Right after the beauty pageant. Before, they all starved themselves. They, they, they have all these goals. And people said it and they discipline themselves. And they, 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 they do things they don't want to do. And they, why? Because they have a destination. And when you have a destination, you've got to have a discipline. You're not going to get to where you want to be if you don't do the things necessary to get there. I want to be rich. Number one, get a job. Does anybody know how to turn $40 into $400? Yeah, out of zero. But I, I, I know. It's very simple. You take $40. You put it in gas in your vehicle. And then you drive to work. You work 40 hours or 50 or 60 or whatever it takes. And then when you get your paycheck, you're going to be amazed at what that $40 did. It'll multiply. It's amazing, isn't it, Cody? How it works. And then you get excited and you bring it home and then your wife takes it. Says, thank you very much. If I signed my check, the bank would probably think it was fraud they don't even know my signature I don't ever see it 
I, I discipline my body like an athlete. I, I, I do whatever it takes. I, I do specific training. I say, okay, I want to I do this. I, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a, a nurse. I, I want to be this. Well, have you signed up? Are you taking classes? Are, are you going to school? Are you learning? Uh, you you, you want to learn a new trade? Ha, have you found somebody in that trade and you ask them to teach you? You see, whatever you want to do, there's nothing you can't do and you can't accomplish, but you've got to have some disciplines in your life to achieve your goals. You want to get to heaven? Okay, a few of you do. The rest of you just want to get to the restaurant so you can buffet your body. I think pa- Pastor Marcello is probably, as far as exercise, and he, he's, he's, Amy's been uh, typing his book. He's got a book coming out. and uh, I mean, he is so disciplined. He's on vacation. And Doris sends us a video of him out on the farm with these big barbells on his shoulders. And he's, it's leg day. And I mean, he's doing his squats. And he's been gone two weeks. I hadn't been to the gym since he left. He is disciplined. He works out. He exercises. I mean, at night he's got his bands. He's working. I'm in my chair. I told him the other day, Kayla went to the gym with us. I said, Kayla, can you look in my, my gym bag? I lost my motivation. I think it's in my bag. Discipline. There's, been so, there's, there's times that we get real disciplined. How many can remember a time that man, you, you had a goal, you had something, you were disciplined, you wanted to do it? And you did it. You worked, you saved, you did whatever it took. You accomplish it. It felt good. I promise you, there's not one person that gets to heaven and goes, Man, this wasn't worth it. I wish I'd have slept in on Sundays. No. No. There's not one person. Everybody's saying, I wish I'd have did more. Because, what's... This is just my opinion, okay? This is not biblical. This is pretty version. The Bible says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. So when we first get to heaven, there's going to be some crying. People said all kind of things that maybe when we get there, we'll see who is not there. Who didn't make it. Loved ones, family, friends. That's why we're crying. There's been all kind of explanations. But you know what I think? I think maybe for a split second... God might show us what we could have had. We might have seen our true potential. And God could have, He could have said, This was the mansion I built for you. This was your true potential. But you'll be over here in the cardboard box for eternity. Now, there's no cardboard boxes in heaven. Aren't you glad? It's all going to be good. But I'm telling you, if He shows me what I could have done, but I know because of my own laziness and my lack of discipline and because I didn't do everything I should have did, it's going to make me sad 
And I'm going to cry a little bit. And then he's going to wipe away all tears from my eyes. And then I'm just going to be happy with what I had. I'm going to be happy that I made it. Now, that's just my opinion. That's, that's not the Bible. But you know what? I, I, I think we all have high potential. But so many of us get sidetracked in our discipline. And we don't work as hard as we should. Pray as much as we should. Read as much as we should. Serve and give and do all those things. And we always say, I'm going to do better tomorrow. For some reason, we never get there. Our discipline. Let's discipline ourselves like an athlete. Discipline ourselves. He said, like an athlete. Training to do what it should. You've got to train your body to do what it should. Did you know this body, amen, is natural? Amen. But we've got a supernatural soul. This soul is going to heaven. But this body sometimes doesn't like to do the things God wants it to do. It'd rather pray. I mean, it'd rather sleep than pray. It'd rather eat than fast. It'd rather hold on to the money instead of give it. The only way you can be blessed is to give. Give and it shall be given. After you get that job and you get that check, the first thing, you give 10% to God. And God will multiply. Supernatural. But some people can never, they don't have that discipline. They take everything, they spend it, they do everything first. And then they go, oh, I don't have enough left. That's why you pay God first. And then it'll multiply. It'll go further. Discipline. I got to discipline my prayer life. Discipline myself to come to church. It's a habit to get up every Sunday morning and come to church. It's a habit not to come to church. That's why COVID, I've said the devil, he's orchestrated all this stuff. Shut the churches down. Close everything. Because he knows so many people get out of the habit. And they won't come back. But we pray, God, help me to discipline myself. And then, the last word, determination. Man. Simone Biles is four foot eight. She's got four different tricks named after her. Other people try to do them, but they can't. She has got a new one that she is working on, on the vault, that if she does, it'll be named after her. No one's ever done it before in the Olympics. After so long, she took off. She was Beijing. She got so many medals. She's the most decorated gymnast. But she decided to take off, retire, to do some other things. She went and did this and that and was on Dancing with the Stars. She just did some things. But there was something. She decided, I haven't. I think I have more potential. Some of you quit before you fulfilled all your potential. She said, I don't know. Maybe I'm too old. She's 24 now. That's old. Ancient. (laughs) And that sport it is. She came back as she began to rediscipline and retrain and begin to go. She began to find out she was getting stronger. She could go higher. She could do things other people. She said, now I'm fearless. I mean, she's done pretty much everything she can do. Now she's just making stuff up. 
Wouldn't it be wonderful to get to the place in your Christian walk with God that you said, man, I've just done it all. I just want to make something up. I just want to do some more. I feel like I've got more potential. Most people never even reach their potential. I mean, she's coming back to go further and try to do more. And no doubt there's no telling how many she'll get. Starts tonight. I'll be right there watching. Don't call me with a problem. Schedule it Monday. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If you're dying, I'll record it and come check on you. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Listen, but I want to be there. I'm going to watch those preliminaries. I want to watch. See, they got to qualify to even get in the match. But she's so inspirational to everyone else. They want to be like her. Is anybody looking at you, walking your Christian life, saying, I want to be like them? Or is people going, if I was a Christian, I don't want to be like that. I want to motivate people. I want to encourage people. I want to have a determination. Most people, many people, have had a destination. They were disciplined. But Paul said it. You did run well. What happened? You were doing good. What happened? You know what? Pretty much life. Life has a way of happening, doesn't it? Life has a way of interfering. Life has a way of breaking hearts. Life has a way of crushing dreams. Life has a way uh, of causing us to want to give up and quit. But let me tell you something. It will take. The Bible declares, He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Don't quit before you reach the podium. Don't quit before you hear, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You may fall down, get back up again. I'm telling you, on all of these tricks she's learning and doing, she has fallen multiple times. I'm telling you, as far as Christians, I'm right up there with evil Knievel. No, I can't do his tricks. I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records with him for breaking the most bones. I've goofed up the most times, messed up the most times, failed the most times. But guess what? As long as I get up one more time, then I fall down. I'm going to make it. Amen? Yeah. That's what that guy tried to do. He declared it the other day. He told that officer, sir, she's, officer, it's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get up. The Bible says the righteous fall seven times and he gets up again. The police officer said, sir, that's not how a sobriety test works. Sometimes it does matter if you fall down. But just guess what? Just get back up. Just get back up. Have a determination. I am. Everybody say it with me. I am determined 
to make it to the end. I am determined. I'm going to make it to heaven. Heaven is my destination. Lord, help me with my discipline. I'm determined. Me and Pastor Marcelo have a little saying. We got it from a song at the gym. Not a Christian song. You probably heard it. Me and Pastor say it all the time. About whatever we're doing. Whatever needs to be done. We say this. Whatever it takes. What? How, how, how are you going to make it? How are you going to do that? Whatever it takes, Lord, I'm willing. I'm determined. I'm going to be disciplined. See, now I, I, that scripture is a whole new light now. So now I'm going to start buffeting my body instead of buffeting it. See, sometimes you just have the wrong philosophy. It's the wrong, it's the wrong doctrine. See, you got to learn. I knew that. I just like it better the other way. That by the scripture says temperance. The Bible says to be temperate in all things. Don't overdo anything. Did you know too much of a good thing is still too much? We've got to be learned to be temperate in all things. Not overdoing anything. But be disciplined to pray, read our Bible. To honor God, to love, to serve, to give, to honor His house. And if we'll be disciplined in those things, we'll win the race. Amen? Here's the thing. I'm not in a race against you. See, I'm not trying to beat you to heaven. Matter of fact, I hope you get there before I do. (laughs) That sounds terrible, doesn't it? Because you know, you know how you get to heaven, right? <laughs> right now, most people get there by way of death. But thank God, one day the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain. Here's the deal. But the Lord's, people say, well, when is it going to be when here? That? I don't know, but it might be quicker for you than it is for me. Because the rapture is taking place every day. He's just taking people one by one. And it might be your turn today. Or tomorrow, or the next day. But guess what? When you stand before God, He'll say one of two things. Well done! Or, well, you're done. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that. Huh? Nobody wants to hear that. I want to hear, well done. You did good. You were disciplined. You were determined. You had a destination. And here's the gold. Here's the reward. Enter into the joys of the Lord. I'm telling you, we're not going to be little angels floating around playing harps. We're going to have a job to do. You are, this is the interview. You are applying for the job and you are not going to get to heaven and be the CEO 
mean, everybody's wanting $20 an hour. They got a $4 work ethic. You're going to get what you deserve. You know what? When we work, we, start, we got jobs to do. I'm telling you something. There's going to be these great, big evangelists and pastors. Amen. I may be mopping the streets of gold, okay? And there's going to be some of you. There's going to be some little grandmas. There's going to be some grandpas. There's going to be some men. They, they never had a big name. They never were popular. They weren't on TV. But they loved God and they served God. And they read their word. And they gave to the poor. And they loved God with all of their heart. And whatever they did, they did it out of purity. And they're going to be running the show. Telling you what to do. Things are going to be flipped, I think, in heaven. As the way they are here on earth. But guess what? God's in control of all that. And we're going to be happy with whatever we have, wherever we're at, whatever we're doing. It's going to be wonderful. I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. The things that God has prepared that those, they think that He's prepared that those who love Him, I'm telling you, it's better than Olympic gold. What we're fighting for, what we're racing for is eternal. Don't give up. They get a destination. Be disciplined and be determined. And you'll make it. Can I get an amen? Give Jesus a big hand clap. Now, when our athletes win, they stand on the podium, and they raise that flag. I want you to get up off your chair, out of your couch. I want you to stand up, put your hand on your heart. And honor them. Honor this country. Honor their hard work and their discipline. Amen? And look at them and go, if they can do it in the world, I can do it for the kingdom of God. Amen? I'm going to be a Michael Phelps for Jesus. I'm going to be a some own bottles for Jesus. I mean, we're there's so many names that you don't even know. We have so many new people. It's their first time there. You don't even know their name yet. But by the end of in August, their names are going to be worldwide. They're going to go from obscurity to the light when they stand on that podium. I'm telling you, God knows my name. And guess what? The devil does too. He's afraid of your potential. Get out there and do what God has called you.